Well, hello everyone and welcome to GG in the 561. I'm Pam Parker. Thanks for being here. Sadness this week in the loss of the iconic, the legendary, the one and only Anna Mae Bullock from Nutbush, Tennessee. Tina Turner, age 83, left us. We'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, there's hope. There's hope for young people. You get discouraged. So much silliness uh, on social media. Random silliness. People, young girls, are they trying to have an education? Something they can fall back on when TikTok bombs out when people stop paying them for their silliness what are they doing what are they doing and you see so much of the silly when you see a story about a young girl born in prison in texas galveston texas starting at harvard next year you go yeah there is hope though there is definitely hope these young people they're smart they care they care about their education they want to be something in the world her mother was incarcerated when uh, sky her name is sky when she was born uh, talk about motivation uh, you you see kids with every opportunity they are practically uh, shoveled into colleges, um, but 18-year-old Sky Castor had much to overcome. When I worked with many nonprofit organizations in my corporate job, you would see things that would make you wonder about the future for people in general, but especially children who were living, they came home from school every day to a homeless shelter until they were then moved to a hotel, a motel, really. That's where they came home to. Schools became a little more aware of the need to drop these children, not exactly at these less than desirable homes for the children to, to protect them. And that gave me hope back in the day. When I would be at a, a shelter, a, a life center for people, and would walk into the women's area and you would see work being done, people bustling about. It's like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, they were doing prep for a new baby whose first home would be a homeless shelter. So much stuff going on in the world out there. So much for me to be grateful for and many of us to be grateful for. And I don't waste one minute not being grateful of every day of my life. You have no idea what's going on out there unless you get out there and really see it. Many of you do, but many of you do not. But this young teen had mentors. She had people lending her a hand and she took it and she and she ran with it and so she will be starting 
in prison. That's how she started her letter, her entrance letter, if you're aware of how those work, uh, to be considered for admittance into Harvard that I was born in prison. So, uh, good news out there for young people. It's it's, uh, it's uh, very heartening to see. It makes me very happy to see that. Saw an interesting story. I like random stuff. <laughs> random stories, weird stories, buried stories that no one has looked at in a long, long time. But I was watching the History Channel the other morning. While I was making the bed, it just happened to be on when I turned, I was getting ready to turn music on actually, and on uh, through our uh, through our system. And and this was already on. It was going about, about I, the IQ system and how your intelligence is viewed, has been viewed from the beginning. Uh, the the uh, If you have 140 and above, you are, you know that you are uh, starting there. You are in the highly gifted, to say the least, uh, spectrum of, of IQ. Uh, uh, it's controversial. Uh, the premise of the story really what are the piece was are you born with it or do you acquire it there's no answer for that really in the end I don't think the highest IQ level ever measured in case you don't know was Marilyn Voss Savant you will recognize Savant that name she had an IQ of 228 Marilyn was born in 1946 in St. Louis, Missouri. And January of this year, she was, you know, had the highest IQ in a Guinness World Record book. Um, all smart people are not out to do good with their genius, if they are a genius level. Let's talk about the Unabomber. Uh, Ted Kaczynski had everything going for him, college, blah, blah, moved to a little cabin. His IQ was 167. He was called a Unabomber because he, in the beginning of his unhappiness with his genius, his uh, warped view, in my opinion, this is my opinion, personal opinion, of the world, he targeted universities, those bad universities, in his mind, bad. And that's why he was called Unabomber, University Unabomber. Uh, but the, the, I guess the argument about IQ levels and what does that mean? What can it mean for people? Is it a good thing to know? what your IQ is, how do other people view you in school, how do teachers, because many people that are not in the 140 and above bracket have done genius things in their life. Uh, it's, I think it's, it's uh, perception becomes reality when you see someone dressed a certain way or not, there is, you have, you have an immediate perception of that person. 
right or wrong, many and and let me put out there on this recent recent trip we had on American Cruise Line, I had a, an immediate reaction and impression to a person, a, a woman actually um, on the on the cruise, and I went, um, you know, I really am going to try to avoid her because, and it was small. There were only 170 107 passengers on a small vessel, so it made it kind of hard. I was totally wrong in the end. I ended up respecting her her background, her her life, her, her story. I was forced to sit with her. <laughs> That's how uh, I came to overcome my impression of her. So knowing your IQ, knowing if you are a gifted student in school or you're not gifted, what does that mean if you're in the class not gifted? You know, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um, it's complicated. But let's talk about the CEO of Uber, who decided to get in the seat of the drivers. He wanted to know what do they really go through. Are their complaints these drivers legit? And his name is, I'm not even going to try to say it. He drove under a pseudonym, Dave, Dave K. His, his name is Dara, D-A-R-A, and a really long K-H-O-S-R-O-W-S-H-A-H-I is his name. Uh, this was codenamed Project Boomerang. And what he learned was eye-opening. He purchased a secondhand gray Tesla, and that was his car, and he had all sorts of trouble being a driver. And he found out how rude people are and to Uber drivers. How and we have actually been thanked by both Lyft and Uber drivers for being nice. You're in someone's car. You're fortunate enough to have a, a, a fairly reasonable price. Lyft somewhere, as opposed to taxis, can be very expensive. But what he found was tip bait is a real thing that Uber drivers have to deal with. Verbal abuse, massive amounts of rudeness, and you know how to handle navigating traffic, being stuck in traffic, being chastised, being penalized for refusing rides to, to pick up people for whatever reason. Uh, Uber has really done well uh, their dominance uh, has surged to 74%. They are 74% dominant in the rideshare program. And they have had an increase in 2022 from 62% uh, to 74 So it's just continuing to grow. And uh, the, the revenue itself in 2022 grew by 100%. My point being, be nice when you're doing rideshare. Not only that, could you be nice to other cars in the parking lot when you're in your own vehicle? Because here's what happened to me today. Gary and I stopped at the store. Gary ran in to pick up only a couple of things. So I was in the car on my phone returning some messages. 
while he did that, we were in a small car, two-seater. Bigger vehicle pulled up beside us. I was kind of watching because the woman got out on the passenger side, and uh, which would have been her door would be opening into the driver's side where Gary had vacated the seat. And it looked like she could bang the door into our car. And I was trying to watch that. She didn't. She closed the door. And then immediately, get ready for it, through her giant leather handbag, giant like a big pouch style purse, if you're familiar with that, like a pouch, but it's huge and it's big. And it onto our car, onto our hood. And it went thunk. It was so loud. And I was still buckled in because I, he was just going to run in and run back out. So I was like trying to unbuckle. And, and she was putting her her denim long sleeve jacket on. So she had to get her arms into the armholes. And so finally I unbuckled it. And I, I leaned out as much as I could. And I said, uh, hello. And I thought she'd pick her purse up. And you're so stunned by it. Uh, and she's like, Hello. She didn't even pick her purse up. And I said, um, how, how's it going? And she's like, oh, yeah, good. Still didn't pick her purse up. And I'm staring at her like a purse on our car. She finally, after she got her jacket on, picked it up, looked at me and said, oh, I needed to put my jacket on. And I'm standing there thinking this one's going to say at some point, Sorry, shouldn't have done that. Oops, caught me red-handed. No, uh -uh. she flounced on away when Gary got back. A couple minutes later, I said, why didn't I really make a scene? Why didn't I really call her out and say, and I won't say to you what I said to him that I should have said to her, but, you know, get your purse off our car. Don't, that is someone else's property that you just flung a giant purse on. I got out checked to make sure there was no damage because... Her purse was quite heavy, obviously, by the way it thunked with my windows rolled up, had music on, and I still heard it go thunk. So be nice to people. When did we get to be so disrespectful of people and their things? My property. Get your purse off my property. Can't believe it. Now let's talk about Tina. I will close with that because it made me very sad. When Private Dancer came out, her really, the piece that brought her up from what she had been through with, with Ike, with her husband, that she had taken abuse from. And I absolutely... I wore that out because it spoke to me on every... Of course, I knew who Tina was. I, uh, Tina Turner. And I, I'm not going to... I'm only going to... I'm going to quote one thing that, that Tina wrote. Because if you don't know, you don't know. And I can't help you. But if you do know the music and the story and the wonder, the magnitude of this woman, then, uh, you know... Try to find out, because it's worth it. She was born in 1939, and she passed away in 2023. And here's what she had to say, and I think it is brilliant. She said, when I started as a solo artist, I was a female black singer in my 40s. 
with no money and few projects for gigs. Still, I kept a never give up spirit. Part of my spiritual practice is to change poison into medicine, to transform roadblocks through positivity. The force of my positivity pushed the discriminatory isms, and you know what that means, people, standing in my way. We all have it within our power to make decisions and take actions that elevate us every day. Every day we express who we are and who we wish to become through our thoughts, words, and deeds. Choose the positive path in everything you do. Spread positivity and kindness. That's the way. My legacy is that I stayed on course from beginning to the end because I believed in something inside of me. That was Tina Turner. Those are her words, and they are brilliant. Thank you so much for being with me today at Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Don't forget Gary, all things cruise, splash magazine, northpalmbeachlife.com. Everything is out there. This podcast appears there and on 20 other platforms. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I'm Pam Barker, Gigi and the 561. Stay with me.